1025 It's time to talk football It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard A huge night of Premiership action Sees a Celtic Park farewell for Scott Brown As Rangers also maintain their unbeaten run Hamilton Ackies are all but relegated after losing at Ross County While Hibs seal third And 600 fans will be allowed into Hamden For next week's Scottish Cup final I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Gordon Diel and Mark Wilson yeah, it was a dramatic night last night, Gordon We had a wee bit of everything We had quality goals, we had comebacks And we had the dreaded result for Hamilton That looks like it will put them down Brian Rice's men have fought you know, tooth and nail this season There's been other circumstances that's went against them But ultimately last night they weren't good enough And it looks like the face had drop. And as you mentioned, the news that there will be fans Inside Hamden for the Scottish Cup final But will it be enough? Um, very few yeah, um, it was a double H last night, Gordon Sad news for Hamilton, great news for Hibs um, Hamilton obviously getting relegated <laughs> thinking about that all afternoon I just made that <laughs> up <laughs> 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 Wow Anyway, <laughs> carry on, don't let us stop you Yeah, listen, I don't let us you um, I just, I feel for Hamilton um, Brian Rice has worked very hard there But unfortunately it's just not been good enough Unless there's a real major miracle at the weekend It's not going to happen And Hibs, all credit to him Semi-final, Scottish Cup final, finished third. Mm. Well done, Jack Ross and Hibs. Yeah, 0141 951 1025. That is the number you need. Please step up to the plate nice and early and let us know what you're thinking. Lots to get through, as the guys have said. Big results last night. I know lots of you listening in this part of the world will be Celtic or Rangers fans and maybe not as much at stake in those games, but there's there's no such thing as, as a dead rubber, is there? There's always something to take away. We saw some fringe players. We saw some guys we don't usually... See what did you make of them What about the farewell For Scott Brown Obviously no fans inside Any uh, lingering thoughts About his contribution to Celtic After his Celtic Park farewell Hamilton Aki's fans Difficult 24 hours I'm sure But we'd love to hear from you To sum up how you're feeling And 600 fans into Hamden For next week's Scottish Cup final I wonder what type of reaction That will get 01419511025 Let's hear from you nice and early What was your result Of the evening We usually do this on a Monday But with these bumper midweek fixtures I feel like we have to So you are Hugh Evans and Alex Ray Once again What was your result of the night? Yeah I'll go first then My result of the night Was for Jack Ross and Hibs Away at Pataudry. Um It was a game that really meant something To both teams To finish third uh, and Jack Ross has got his side across the line I think it's the first time is it since 2004 or five, Something around that time But when you add that together With getting his team to a Scottish Cup You know, another semi-final in the League Cup as well It's amazing that he wasn't in the running uh, Or even mentioned for manager of the year as well So I thought that was uh, my result of the evening I'll go for my old captain's uh, team, Ross County. Um, 1-0 down against Hamilton. Relegation battle, so important. They've got their own destiny in their own hands now. Um, terrific result to come back from that. Showed great character like John Hughes. So Ross County for me, God. Okay, what about your goal of the evening? By the way, you were spoiled for choice. Mm. We're going to need to give some honourable mentions, but who, what was your goal of the evening? Yeah, well... Like you say Gordon We had a, a fair few to pick from I am going to go for Cammy McPherson's equaliser Down at Rugby Park okay. For St Mirren I, I just thought It's incredibly difficult To hit a ball like that Coming across you 
at such pace as well. And, you know, watching it, I think the commentator says, you know, did he mean it? Of course he meant it. Cut across the ball into the top corner. Terrific strike. Yeah, some terrific goals last night. Another uh, one in that game. Kind of Kilties oh, was a yeah, Spoil yeah. for choice. Spoil for choice. But for me, I'm going with the centre forwards, Edward. I thought the ball from Scott Brown, absolutely perfect, brilliant. But then it's all about Edward. His touch is superb. And he dinks over a goalkeeper through Sean Rooney's oh, legs first of all. It's a touch got as much as everybody looks and thinks Scott Brown, what a great ball that is. He's coming out there and he knows exactly what he's doing. He's total control of it. He puts it through his legs and he finishes it off. He dinks a goalkeeper. So a great striker's goal. And your howler of the evening, who's getting it in the neck? It'll never be the referees as far as Gordon goes. He always lets them get off lightly. Who else? Well, the there was a there should be a mention for Kent's goal as well, which was terrific. True, um, yeah. But my howler comes from that game, and it's Cabia uh, who who missed an absolute sitter from seven yards with the goal gating for Levy. I think it was two 0 at that point. He would have brought his team back in the game. I don't know how he's missed it. Reminded me. Of a young Gordon Dale Oh thank you I'm going for the old favourites Triple G Goalkeepers St Johnston <laughs> Kilmarnock And Hamilton You got a So you're just whacking All I'm the goalkeepers the, In one not, go I'm whacking the, Has that ever been done before and big, I don't think so He's, he's changed you He's made his own rules up you Different jersey you got a nice pair of gloves You've got a net That's going to stop the ball But you have to do it first Poor, poor goalkeeper. So Kilmarnock, Hamilton, and St. Three Johnson. Oh. And a bin. Wheeling. How you used to describe goalkeeping there? Give us that again. You've got a <laughs> name to stop the ball. I don't, think we, I, I don't think anyone needs to hear that again. Believe me. Right, oh, 01419511025. I know it's the, the fresh news this evening, if you like, is that 600 fans allowed into Hamden for next week's Scottish Cup final. If you've got thoughts on that, we'd be delighted to hear them as well. And I'm conscious that there was so much good football played last night. You'll all have perhaps something different to discuss But whatever you took away from the fixtures Over the last 24 hours or so Pick up the phone and let us know Let's hear from John Kennedy He says Celtic gave Scott Brown The best possible send-off they could without the fans uh, He set up the second goal, didn't he? That was the, the Edward one that you were talking about Gordon DL And um, it was obviously his final home match John Kennedy says it's now starting to hit home In terms of finding motivation You know, when you're coming towards the end of the season There's not a lot to that would help if you played the right clip, wouldn't it? That's not ideal, was it? Is that the right one? Yes, as well. Oh, silly me, right? Let's go again. In terms of finding motivation, you know, when you're coming towards the end of the season, there's not a lot to play for. You know, it was quite easy tonight. You know, Scott leading team out for the last time here at Celtic Park. So, you know, it was important that we all put in a performance or the team put in a performance that, you know, sent them off in the right manner, which we certainly did. It's the saddest thing is that, you know, if this was Scott Brown's last game this day, then we'd be packed to the rafters. Uh, we'd be you know, singing his name the whole game so that's a shame but it's the world we live in um, but in terms of what the club's done from today and you know the, the, the staff and the, the players inside and obviously there's an element of support outside to, to send them off so this is probably the best of a, a difficult situation certainly in the last few days I've seen him spend more time around the, the offices of the building and speaking to more people um, and it's probably now that his final week knowing that he's only got days left rather than weeks or months you know, it's probably hitting home that you know he has to cherish what he got left. Um, but certainly for us, you know, we'll cherish every moment we've got him for the final few days. Mark, we naturally focus on the job that a player does on the pitch, but just interesting listening to, to John Kennedy there. You've been in that environment. How much will Scott Brown's presence be missed 
just in, in and around the club yeah. as well Yeah yeah Not just on the pitch Or to the players But John touched on it there um, To the staff around Lennox Town And around Celtic Park yeah, It's an awful long time 14 years At one place And a lot of those years He has been the leader um, Of the club So It'll mean an awful lot To a lot of people You know A lot of people In, in social media Who work about um, Work around the club Have been posting photos And messages What he meant to them And that just shows you What the, the guy's character Is like You know Opposition fans Love to hate him Because he does the job In the pitch And he winds players up But I think everybody Could appreciate All these messages For you know People who Who do the hard work Behind the scenes How much Scott Takes time out To relate to them uh, And that's That's what Celtic's Going to have to replace How do you replace That type of character it's a, a very hard task Well let's bring in Liam in Airdrie Who's got some thoughts on that topic Hi Liam Hi Gordon Thanks for taking the call again um, I, I, I want to pay tribute to Scott Brown I think he's been a fantastic servant for Celtic over the years um, You know, I think if you look at the stats He's the third most decorated player behind Bobby Lennox and Billy McNeil um, He's been a fantastic servant and It's going to be difficult to replace that sort of um, Mentality the, the psychology that Scott Brown brings to the club um, There's a lot of thoughts about Callum McGregor being uh, his replacement long term. I I don't know if that's if he can really truly ever replace him, but I do think Callum McGregor can make a great captain. I think he's got all the qualities. I don't think you need to be shouty shouty, you know, in people's faces uh, in the 21st century. Um, I think there are different ways to captain a team to inspire a team. And I think Callum has, even though it's been a poor season for him, I think overall he's got the quality and he's got the mentality um, to take that role over once Scott Brown leaves. Well, Callum McGregor, I think he's such a culture player. I don't think he has the respect to the boys that are in the dressing room just now. Um, I do think he's been a good deputy for Scott Brown when Scott's been out the team. Um, I've just got a feeling that the new manager might go down a different route. And look, I agree with him. All captains don't need to be shouty and in people's faces. I just wonder how much Callum McGregor would want that role Because when you take on that role And you take on the armband permanently You are the club captain You know your name's printed in the programme At the start of every week Club captain Callum McGregor Does he want that responsibility? Does it take a bit away from your game? Because you've got so much else on your mind I mean, I, I, Scott did find it hard in you know, his opening years And he, he grew into the role Would Callum McGregor want that? I, I don't know And I just think a new manager might have different ideas I th- about the captain. I think you make a great. I, I'm not getting too caught up in who's got to be the captain. Um, I think that you've got a great shout there about respect. As long as you've got the respect, I think the most important thing for a captain in the modern day game now is gone are the days where you know I, I watched Scott Brown years and years ago driving Celtic on, and you know players are completely different now. It's about how you how you act. Round about the club Everybody talks about Scott uh, Brown Examples in training You know The way he handles The younger players And uh, you know He's got time to go and talk to them The way he introduces New players into the club Makes them welcome The office staff Everything is a part of the club So Callum McGregor's got that Because he's been at the club that long But the biggest thing for a captain is Respect That's what the armband says Respect But a lot of the work a captain does Isn't just what the, the fans And us see uh, We're just touching that there A lot of the work He does Is behind the scenes In the dressing room Round the training ground With the staff Integrating players Into the squad That takes A lot of time You know A lot of the time That 
players are usually maybe relaxing or working on their own, you know, self in the gym, trying to better themselves. A captain has to, you know, take time out to to try and better other people, and that's mm. the biggest responsibility. That you see some captains that just takes a wee bit away from their game, and you wonder. You know, will Cal McGregor want that at this time in his career? Liam, are you able to take much away from games at the moment? I know there's you know, a couple of fringe players getting used here and there. Adam Montgomery debut, Karamoko Dembele scoring his first goal. Anything you take away from them, or is it are they almost dead rubbers? Yeah, they're, they're pretty much dead rubbers, Gordon. I mean, remember a few years ago, I think I don't know Mark was playing the game, but Jack Aitchison scored his first goal when he was 16, and we've never seen hide nor hair of him since then. Um, you know, I, want, I wish John Kennedy had played young Dumbelli more. I, I don't see the point of keeping him on the bench until two games to go. Um, it just seems a waste of time to, to have not actually played these guys. But can I, can I make another point about the Scottish Cup final, Gordon? Um, um, Jack Ross, I think, needs to win it because if he doesn't, I think he's going to develop a reputation as a big game bottler. You look at the semi-finals he lost with Hibs earlier in the season. You look at the games he lost with Sunderland didn't get them promoted. I think there's a lot of Celtic fans have been actually concerned that if we don't get Eddie Howe, we're going for a Jack, Royce, a Jack Ross type manager. But Jack Ross doesn't have the credibility to manage a club like Celtic yet. He needs a trophy, and he needs to win a Scottish Cup. Otherwise, as I say, you know, all the all the good work he's doing in the league. I think as far as big games go, he's developing a reputation as a bit of a battler. I wonder if that's totally fair, given that you can't really finish third without winning big games, can no. you? I mean, it's somewhere along the line, and I, I take the point. Everyone wants that that piece of silverware, but in our Twisted world Because we've got two massive teams Finishing third for Hibs is I'm not saying it's as good as a trophy But you know that, it's, it's, it's the best league position They can possibly achieve That's where it'll achieve. be credited or not Okay The Cups are an advantage Gordon I'm not saying it's easy to win a Cup It's not But You can go on a run like I'll give a perfect example I was a championship team That went to Cup final Semi-final And I wasn't quoted for a Celtic job Which I'm highly disappointed in But it's over the course of a season And you rightly said There's a lot of big games in there for Jack Ross Yes, even down to Sunderland They missed out in the playoffs And lost the playoffs and whatever He's come up here And obviously the League Cup was a bit of a blow But over the piece, over the season And how he's improved that team I think Jack Ross has done a terrific job at Hibs Okay, thank you very much Liam In Airdrie 0141 Rangers 1 Game away from an unbeaten league season It was another clean sheet at Livingston Here's what Stephen Gerrard made of it I think we had to earn the right first and foremost To make it straight forward Obviously our qualities come through at the end I thought goal number two and three were outstanding In terms of team goals The the build up play to, to win the penalty was outstanding as well So our quality was obviously there for everyone to see But you know, Davy and his players They don't just give you that you know, they they come out full of energy, the physical, the pitch is a bit of a leveller. This is a place where you've got to come and fit, first and foremost show steel to earn the right and we've done that and then when our moments come we were clinical. George is a Rangers fan in the South Side. George, what did you take away from last night? Hi guys, cheers for having me on. Uh, just to say the Simpson uh, playing for Rangers at the weekend, mm-hmm. I watched it and a couple of times I had my, my heart in my mouth. Uh, Really scary stuff seeing him on the ball, uh, giving away possession, uh, a few wee mistakes he'd made. Yellow card as well. I mean, Alex will know himself what it means to play for Rangers and the type of calibre of player. And I just thought he was right off the boil and he needs to really step up his game because obviously Hellander's away and Balogun's away then out. So he really needs to stand up. We don't really have anyone else in that position. It's not a bit early though to be. To be that worried about it George I mean for instance 
Rangers kept another clean sheet last night And the defence is not really a problem He is surely getting bedded in So that you can maybe see the best of him next season And by the way I'm not saying he's been brilliant I, I, I couldn't possibly But is it not a bit early to be worrying? Not really Considering like the back four has been an absolute force for Rangers this season And he was just really weak last night And it it was kind of embarrassing to watch Obviously if Alan McGregor was in goals He would have really had, He would have given him a hard time uh, because I just thought he was really bad last night. I, I hope he's listening and he pulls his socks up. Yeah, and yeah. Really <laughs> yeah, I hope, yeah, I hope he's listening to find words, out the, the support that yeah, he's getting the from the fans. Wisdom on board. Um, I mean, he still was part of a defence that kept a clean sheet. Again, like I say, I I can't stand and pretend that he, he was great. But is it yeah, is that an overreaction? But listen, for anybody, any footballers li- uh, listening who want to know about the standards that Rangers or Celtic fans hold you to, there you go, George. I mean, teams won the league. Outstanding defence Try to bed in a young player Who's came up to a new league mm. And yeah he, Listen He's not been as good as Goldson Or Helander Or even Balogun But he's fine on his feet But You know the fans expect Instant results But I think Steve Gerrard's doing the right thing Playing him in these games Bedding him in And he'll be a better player for it yeah, next year Yeah he's for, he's for the Part of next season Gordon Has he been good? No he's not If you if you looked at that and thought I paid a right few quid This has got to be a number one centre half right away Then I think that you would be You know a bit concerned uh, But the boy will take time He's come to a different league he's, he's, It's a big club He's in there He's up against good competition He's just got Balogun to come back as well Katic is still there So he knows that he's got competition Goldson will always be the number one So I would, I would cut him a bit of slack But I disagree with George on the Alan McGregor Alan McGregor demands a lot But I think Alan McGregor would sense With an experienced goalkeeper That the boy needs encouragement To settle himself down And play his way into uh, playing for a club Besides the Rangers What else did you take away from last night George? Very good obviously Another clean sheet uh, Good performance again They can't really fault them And they're, they're now one game away from Doing the Invincibles And I really hope they get it Because they, It'd be a shame if they didn't They've really been outstanding this season I'm not just saying that Obviously I'm a fan But They really have mm. uh, And To not get that Would be really And I think The management And all the players And the staff Be really disappointing But I'd, I've got no quarrels I think we'll do it But if Jack uh, If Jack Simpson's listening Please my man Pull your socks up This is Rangers <laughs> you play for He's getting, he's getting in the net yeah. Poor Jack um, Mark it's funny how your perception can shift If you on here in August and you say to Rangers fans You'll only lose one game this season But it'd be over the moon But obviously once you go the rest oh. unbeaten And you've got one to get George yeah. is right if to, to, to fall at this hurdle at the weekend would be Of course Would be very disappointing I mean I, I, I totally got Rangers fans coming on You know six weeks ago and saying that They don't really care about you know going unbeaten in the league It was all about winning the league But when you've got it in your grasp And, and the focus has really turned to that Since the championship was won Steven Gerrard You know And his players Will be well focused on that They've went away to Livy You know a, a game that meant nothing And a ground that's difficult To play on The surface It's difficult to play on But they turn up And they win Because they know It's it's in their grasp So They've still got one hurdle To overcome But I said that months ago I could see them doing it And it's looking very likely You did indeed 01419511025 Thank you to George What's on Your mind Steven Gerrard Wants the players To leave a legacy by winning on Saturday Keeping that run going And what about Celtic's youngsters Adam Montgomery making the debut And uh, some interesting news on Karamoko Dembele From John Kennedy after the game as well We'll hear that next 
You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon Diel and Mark Wilson are here 01419511025 on the phones or at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Still so much to get through this evening. What about the news regarding fans at the Scottish Cup final? You Aki's supporters, how are you feeling? It looks like your long and successful survival in the top flight is coming to an end. How are you feeling about it? Let us know on the phones or on Twitter. We're going to hear some interesting words from John Kennedy. On Celtic youngsters Adam Montgomery And Karamoko Dembele Celtic fans What did you make of them last night? What do you make of their Prospects going forward? Um, just pick up the phone And let us know Let's speak to Tom first He's a Rangers fan in Brighton Hi Tom Hello mate How are you doing alright? Not bad at all What's on your mind tonight? Um, well I just In case Jack Simpson is listening Thought I'd call in <laughs> Maybe on his support. behalf Yeah um, I just feel like With the what we've seen this season is how many fixtures the team has got to play. And I think hopefully the numbers of fixtures will be less next season, what we're getting into Europe a little bit further on. But we're still going to have a lot of games. There's a lot going to get taken out of the team. I feel like we need to be realistic and try and blood in some new talent as well, try and get them up to speed. Um, and players like Jack Simpson, they've obviously been picked up by the club for a reason. And I think we you know, now's as good an opportunity as any just kind of get the guys out there. They're playing in the top half of the league after the split. Um, and I just think a bit of game time, a full pre-season like we did last season. Some of the players came back with incredible fitness from last year's pre-season. And I think given that opportunity and given the kind of crucible that we've got at the moment as a club, I feel like there's a good player in there and we just need to give them a bit more time and kind of give them an opportunity. Yeah, I do, I do agree. I did say, say that, Tom, to George. I thought it was a wee bit unfair in Jack Simpson. He's not had the greatest start, but uh, this is the start of his career. He's getting a bit of game time. He's playing with uh, defenders and obviously a goalkeeper that he's not used to playing with as well. That takes time. So he just needs a bit of encouragement. Um, once the pre-season's over, then he'll be looking for you know a kick on next season. Uh, as in many games, I wouldn't get to hung up about that you look at Rangers squad they've got two players for every position two quality players probably yep. some more so they can handle that absolute no problem and if you're getting more games it means you're doing well in the competition so I wouldn't be complaining about the games I mean is this not the point of January signings Mark in many ways sometimes you need them to come in and, and win you something in the second half of the season or keep you up Kyle Lafferty for instance yeah. but if you're already in a good position it's about Planning yeah. And, and, and th this might not be my best comparison ever Because I get that they're completely different Level of player at the moment And it might have been more down to fitness But still, just in general terms Stephen Davis was a January signing when he came back And if you remember mm. The first few games People were saying Oh, doesn't he look the same Stephen Davis? Oh, he looks a bit off it Look at him now That's right I, I mean, Jack, I don't think Jack Simpson Was ever brought to the club To, to have immediate impact And get Rangers over the line It was always a, a signing to develop and put into the side next year and, and you know If you wrap up the league Early doors like Rangers did You know it, it just works out for everybody You know Stephen Gerrard Gets to see him in a first team environment um, Jack Simpson uh, Like Tom says there Gets to play against the teams In the top half of the league At grounds that are Going to be probably the most difficult To start next season So He will benefit And Tom touches on it there Honestly when you get a full pre-season Where a new squad You've just joined you get integrated, you go away with a side, you train three times a day 
you just feel a much stronger and better equipped player and I'm pretty sure Jack Simpson will feel mm. the benefit of that in July uh, Tom, one game to go Stephen Gerrard wants to leave a legacy by winning on Saturday now, now that you're within touching distance how important is an unbeaten league season to you? Oh, I was another one of these that yeah, last month, two months ago I was just on cloud nine about how well we'd played and, and how far in front and everything we were but I would be absolutely gutted for every one of those, every member of that squad if we were to get anything other than at least a point at the weekend. And the other thing I think as well, I think I do think we'll struggle to keep a clean sheet because I think I think Aberdeen will turn up and they'll they'll really want to kind of take that Invincibles thing away from us. So I think they will come and throw the kitchen sink at it. But um, yeah, I, I think we've got enough in the tank to go out and get a win still and um, yeah, top that three-digit point count and everything else. So. Nice to hear from you Tom Hopefully we will do it again soon That was Tom in Brighton Yeah look I think the boys have got An opportunity here Not just to be champions But to leave Leave a legacy from the season You know people will remember this They've got the clean sheet record now um, You know the Rangers have never hit 100 points plus Which is a big motivation for us um, So you know Once the league was done on, on, on the 7th We obviously had the cup Still left But Once we went out of that It was about trying to Reset and re-energise the, the small targets that we could achieve as a team And um, we're well on our way to do that Tonight we get the clean sheet record And Saturday gives us an opportunity to go and break 100 points Which will round off an incredible league campaign uh, Let's go back to the phones 01419511025 We will bring in Mark in Kirk and Tillock What's your point tonight Mark? Hi there uh, yeah, It's just a, the earlier Rangers fan who was talking about uh, Rangers Invincibles season mm-hmm. and I think perhaps the caller just before me as well I, I just need to ask if St. John, are St. Johnson Invincibles because they won the League Cup and if Hibs win the Scottish Cup are they the Invincibles? So are we having three Invincibles this season? Or or is it just you know pair competition? Because I, I kind of thought that the Invincibles were you were unbeaten in all competitions during the course of the season uh, Are you a St Johnson or a Hibs fan Mark Which team is it you're sticking up for? Celtic Alright, oh, alright, sorry I Just double, just double <laughs> checking um, it, It's a valid question Do people, people not just kind of know That it, it's just unbeaten in, in the league It's you know, it's an invincible league season You're right, it's not a domestic invincible They, they lost in both cups Do people not know it's just a, a, a league invincible? Does, does it matter? No, because I'm not they're not saying that They're saying We are the Invincibles Or we're going yeah. for the Invincibles But it's not Because they've been defeated In two competitions So they're clearly not Invincible Yeah I mean I, I, guess, I guess I can't argue with that um, How does it work then If you lose in Europe But you You, you know you, you win all your domestic games Mark Is that you, you're allowed to be invincible then? Well uh, Obviously Domestically You'd be invincible If right. you won all your European That would just be Maybe like Invincible plus one maybe Right Right Are you invincible? <laughs> I'm going to watch The Invincibles movie then. <laughs> With my sons you know When I, mean, I get back Obviously I get I get what Mark's saying yeah. I mean he's right Rangers have lost In both cups I don't think anyone Would argue that It's an unbeaten league season Some people give that The nickname Invincible But Arsenal today. Yes, I was, I was the exact team I was just thinking about. And that today. was just the league, wasn't it? That I don't think they the went league. unbeaten. The, the Invincibles, they're called. I, I don't know. Each to their own. Each to their own, I guess. Mark is wants accuracy. I always am a big fan of accuracy, yeah. so he, he is. Look, but if, if you refer to it as being, you know, an invincible league run, then that 
That would be alright no, Of not? course Listen What Rangers have done This year I think it is incredible Because I didn't think I'd see it again I don't think it can be Compared to what Brendan Rodgers side did Because Mark is right In that respect To do it In cup competitions Is unbelievable But you've got to give credit To Rangers For going through A full season well, We don't see it very unbeaten, often do Yeah we? Yeah so uh, exactly We don't see it very often So they should be given credit for it no So doubt. Mark are, are we allowed to say League Invincibles Or does it need to be Unbeaten league season um, Unbeaten league season would be better Right Because invincible right. Invincible basically means You haven't been beaten That's simple as that and, it, and it's a fantastic achievement To go through the league Undefeated Absolutely brilliant But they're not invincibles Simple as that Okay Um Mark Kirkintillock um, mm-hmm. Well I'll tell you what I think Mark did have Another point for us So let's hang on the line Mark And I'm going to play you This clip of, of uh, John Kennedy Because I know I know it was along a, a similar theme If you like Lots of Celtic fans Phone this show Wonder about you know Fringe players Who, re, who were we going to see Between now and the end Of the season Well Adam Montgomery Got his debut In last night's game Karamoko Dembele Came off the bench To score his first goal For the club Kennedy says His time uh, Can still come for Celtic there's a lot of speculation on Karamoko in terms of he's out of contract and some, but I don't know where that's coming from because he's, he's got another year left. Um, so in terms of him, again, a young player, and every young player's got a different pathway. You know, and Karamoko's been one who's probably from 14, he's been spoken about, you know, as a, the next kind of superstar. Um, but people develop physically and develop in terms of the game at different rates. Some people are ready earlier than others, and he's probably one who has still got a bit of development in him. You know, still a wee bit too. Terrific talent, we know that. Um, in terms of we spent a lot of the start of the season with him and probably just had to get him up to the kind of intensity and the levels we actually need um, and then he's come back in this last period and, and shown himself well and that's why you know it's not a token gesture he's done well in training recently and it's why he gets the, the minutes in the pitch and that's you know a good opportunity for him as well and a great a great finish for him because I think Griff was waiting at the back post to give him give him a bit if he didn't, uh, didn't manage to put it in the net what do you make of that Mark? John Kennedy explaining that Despite reports that Karamoko Dembele is out of contract He's actually not And he's got another year Does that encourage you? It, it does encourage me it, But Only if, if we see more of Karamoko Dembele I think uh, As we've seen Years ago he was Kind of labelled as You know A potential superstar he, I, th- I believe Actually he was on Adverts and television Along with Cristiano Ronaldo When he was 16 years old so we really had high hopes for this player. And I think in a season like this season, when we've missed someone like James Forrest mm-hmm. so much, if, if Karamoko Dembele is, is that player that he's you know, mm-hmm. supposed to be, I would like to have seen him much more this season to see if he could step up and fill that role. Uh, and certainly, certainly now that you know, we've only got a game left, but... You know, he should have definitely appeared as soon as the league was gone and we're playing for essentially pride. We should have been putting him on, trying to develop him, trying to push him on and finally see once and for all what he can actually do and is he going to make, make the grade. Yep, fair point. Thank you very much, Mark and Kirkintillock. You don't have to be from Kirkintillock. You are more than welcome to phone from elsewhere. It just so happens that Lee is next up and he is also in Kirkintillock. What's your point tonight, Lee? Uh, just wanted to come on and talk about Karamoko Dembele. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought last night we hadn't watched the game quite a lot. He came on, uh, obviously scored the goal, took it really well. Um, but when's he going to get his chance? You know what I mean? When's he going to get a chance to actually feature more regularly in the first team? It's a good question, Mark Wilson. What do you make of that? And what did you make of the fact that you know, John Kennedy's explaining? I don't know where people are getting this from. It is 
he has another year left on his, his Celtic contract. So see uh, more yeah. of him next season. Um, well, you would like to think so. I mean, he's at an age now, 18. Like, if you're 18, you have to be absolutely exceptional to get into the Celtic first team. Over the years, you've seen wingers like McGeady and Maloney probably fit that mould. Mikey Johnson, was he 18? Um, so it has been done. But the build-up around this kid has been... You know we, we don't see it that often Since he was 16 years old And to be given his debut And he made He made quite an impact When When he, we seen him First and foremost So you can get why fans Want to see him But at 18 Obviously 19 I think Next February You'd like to think He would get more minutes If he was at mm. the club Next season I think the Celtic fans Will be encouraged That he's actually got another year Rather than He should be really the door now Mark um, I'm going Easter Road For Hibs and Celtic Saturday I'm hoping to see him for the start, Gordon, I might be wrong, but I think that after coming on last night, getting his goal, good confidence booster up one. John Kennedy may just throw him in there and give him the, the start of the game. But you've got to trust the Celtic managers and the coaches. They're working day in, day out. They see his development. They know when it's time. So obviously, he is one for the future. He's a, he's a really good mm-hmm. talent, the kid. But He's now getting to that 19 next year, as Mark says. He needs to start chapping on that door regular for me. Yeah, it's a strange one, Lee, because that now allows us to think, OK, maybe next season is the season we see a lot of him. But we probably thought that about this season. In fact, was it was it two years ago that he, in the lead-up to the Scottish Cup final against Hearts, there were serious discussions about yeah. will, will he play he and would. certainly will he come off the bench. The, the, bench. Game, the game ended up being quite tight and he didn't come on. So again, Lee, I suppose we'll ask it Is is next season one where he might be able to Play a, a kind of bigger role in the first team? With, with the new manager coming in, obviously We don't know who that is yet It's obviously going to um, He's obviously going to have to step up And obviously make his mark again, you know what I mean? But Which is unfortunate But um, obviously why he didn't get his chance Before, he, before the other teams come in He ended up going away, you know what I mean? To somewhere else yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch, Lee. Thank you for taking the time. 01419511025. I know lots of you want to have your say about the Scottish Cup final as well, so let's do that next. 01419511025. This is Scottish Football's League Leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here. It's 01419511025. I've uncovered some th- things about you two over the last few days. You know, I'm always. Always got head on the swivel Just seeing what I can pick up Seeing what I can learn about you I have I think I've come up with a link As to why he's always so so good to the refs Right One of the match officials From Starks Park the other night Sent me a picture Right And the officials at Starks Park I'm not sure if it's just this season Because of Covid I think it might be But where they were getting changed For the game Looking down over on them Was a big picture there (laughs) No Just staring down (laughs) at them And it's like a headshot as well It's not even like an action shot So this explains a lot Because you on here You'll defend the officials Until you're blue in the face And it turns out You overlook The officials getting changed In a massive playoff game At Starks Park I'm everywhere And do you know That's so frightening Because I was going to For the first time in my life I was going to slaughter the officials tonight it's for the offside decision that starts off But look, everybody's human. They made an honest mistake. <laughs> they, I think he's felt the pressure. You're <sighs> staring, staring down at him. Do you know what? As well, they oh. said the picture's not great. But I, what do you mean not funny. great? Handsome um, looking boy. And and by the way, I don't think you're getting off scot free oh, either right. because I've been I've been receiving reports about you that are so bizarre that I actually think it can't be true. That's oh, no. true. I know. 
It's true I know it's true Because I found out today Were you true. out running on Tuesday? I was I? Where? Uh, where? Mm-hmm. I ran from my house To To where? The fort The fort <laughs> <laughs> Who goes running oh, At the fort? The Seriously <laughs> Who goes running at the fort? Like genuinely uh-huh. Someone got in touch with me and said I've just seen Mark Wilson running at the fort And I thought Oh well Running for the shop closing, running for a bus, running to make a dinner Sunday reservation. <laughs> but he said that you were you had the full like running, you know the wee the wee uh, vest that holds vest. your phone. Yeah. So you were uh, yeah. undeniably seriously. I was there, running. There's yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. of wide open space in Scotland, and you chose you an outdoor shopping I, I, I like to horseshoe shape of the fort, so I was doing horse horseshoes round. Honestly, you would no, the fort. we can't be letting this guy away with this. That is socially No, no, the missus was going to the fort And uh, I says If you're going to the fort I'll I will run there mm. And by the time It saves me to run back Because it was it's six miles to the fort I didn't know why to run another <laughs> six miles back. I don't know Did I, you? I, I think I would have got there I would have stopped just before the fort And then I would have pretended That I wasn't running anymore I'd have taken the vest off yeah. And I would have just strolled along But and, you're not Mark Wilson himself No, 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 no I ran <laughs> Straight up the middle. So you, you buy next. So you went, like genuinely round the shops. <laughs> Speak to the, uh, the, the last shop, which is uh, Marks and Spencer's. Shuttling, touching, touching Marks and Spencer. <laughs> that's when Shuttles. I can stop. That is weird, isn't it? That's not just me. Uh, that is, that is uh, weird. You gotta get the miles well, in. Well, what he didn't notice was everybody behind him with the hand signals. He didn't notice that. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Got use it in my ear when I'm running. What so. I'm working with in here, honestly, right. Uh, let's go back to something a bit more serious because uh, we've been waiting how many fans were going to be allowed in to the Scottish Cup final. I mean, it was good that we were getting any. That's the way we felt when we had the news last week. It does feel like the, the number seems to be a little bit underwhelming to most people. 600 will be allowed into Hamden for next week's Scottish Cup final. If you remember, the Scottish FA were initially going to have it behind closed doors. On April the 7th, as recently as that, Professor Jason Leach spoke about using the Scottish Cup final as a gateway event for big events. It then became clear that UEFA had moved the goalposts a little bit on Champions League and so on, so could we get the stadium back from their control ahead of the Euros and, and host it there? And it was all picking up a, a bit of a head of steam. People were quite excited about it. And correct me if I'm wrong, I just feel like the excitement has <laughs> disappeared a little bit. 600 fans, Mark. It won't yeah. surprise anyone to know that you and Gordon DL are not experts on the pandemic, just in mm-hmm. case you were wondering. But listen, we're all football fans. We're all seeing what's going on elsewhere. We're all looking at some of the other things that you, you are allowed to do or, or will be allowed to do by then. And it just doesn't seem like very I, much, quite I've, simply. I've had more in my house at Nairdale than that. <laughs> I can't it's not believe great, that. It's, it's a bit... Uh, underwhelming I, I think when we We thought about it And and when restrictions were You know Get moved down a level And you look at even The cup final in England You know There was realistic Mark, There were 4,000 people In the Brit Awards Yeah well, I and think clo- we, Hold on let, let, Let's doors. take a call from Andy Because I think he was about To make that point And he's He's just stolen your thunder oh, Andy sorry, But Andy. you can You can just elaborate <laughs> Yeah he just has um, I 600 fans It's embarrassing It's embarrassing You ever I think even when UEFA gave the SFA permission or the club's permission to go and ask for the Scottish Government for a, a number of fans to get in, I think they would be anticipating a bit more than 600. I've reckon about five, 6,000 fans in there quite easily being social distance. Um, and others just said there was 4,500, 5,000 people in the Brit Awards in an enclosed space with no mass, no social distancing. 
and they get away with that as well, as, as well as some of the test event games down there. Yeah. I mean, I'm I just a... think it's it's embarrassing for Scottish football. I mean, it's even worthwhile getting six hundred fans in. Good question. You know, I mean, because <laughs> there's probably won't even be going to be three hundred each. Or there'll be there'll be other there'll be like press and there'll be I don't know, mm-hmm. maybe dignitaries or anything like that. You know, so you might be only talking maybe about two hundred fans each. Clubs. I mean I might be about to contradict myself here right Because I did say that we're basing this on other things that are happening I would also advise a bit of caution on that right I think the Brits for instance was You know it was a test event It was there for that purpose I think there was testing before Testing after All, all that sort of thing So we can't always compare Like for like as, but, but, but you can a little bit if you like It allows people's frustration You can understand why people are frustrated Because perception is important mm-hmm. Perception is always important And even if we forget about the Brits, let's look at the same venue. In three weeks' time, 12,000 people are getting allowed in it for the Euros. So you can understand why football fans are a bit frustrated tonight. The other thing, again, which is, is feeding into the frustration, as of Monday, you are allowed 500 people inside the game at Hamden yeah. w- without permission. That, that That's the rule. The lockdown restrictions are, are, are loosening. And as of Monday, you're allowed 500 people in. So the Scottish FA have gone to the Scottish Government for extra permission for special dispensation for the Scottish Cup final and got a hundred more. A hundred, yeah. And, uh, you know, what we're led to believe is to, to get that, you know, special dispensation to get more people in, you have to come up with some sort of plan in terms mm-hmm. of travel and how you put on, um, you know, one-way systems. I'm pretty sure the SFA... Could have got that right to allow more than an extra hundred people in. Now, here's the other thing, though. It, I, I, I just feel like we're speaking on behalf of football fans. Every football fan out there is is going to look at that number. I'm pretty confident, unless you want to contradict me and and be a bit a bit like Andy on the phone and say, you know, "What's the point? It doesn't seem like as, as many as we would have as many as we would have hoped for." Um, there are reasons for it. You don't have to buy into them, but th- there are reasons for it. And again, people. No more about the virus than we do I think we need we, oh, <laughs> I'm stating the obvious a little bit there right? But the reason for it Supposedly is that for the Euros They're going to adopt a 1.5 metre Social distancing model The Scottish FA were hoping that they would use The same model for the Scottish Cup final Because it's mm. only three weeks apart It's at the same venue um, However uh, they were told that it has to be A 2 metre model So 2 metres of social distancing You will remember that they are there Sorry, are, Gordon, told by who? UEFA or the government? By the Scottish government. The government, yeah. Um, there are works ongoing at hand and ahead of the Euros. So with the two-metre social distancing and the configuration of the stadium, taking into account things that are, are getting worked upon, that was the number that, that we arrived at. You know, we're we not paid to make those decisions. It, I just think you would you will probably s- struggle to find yeah, a football well, fan who goes, yeah, 600, that June, sounds great June 7th, yeah, if I'm right Is that when the restrictions or the level um, may change again in terms of that? So that would that would maybe answer that question But, uh, I mean, you're right Three weeks, you think it's nothing But the government have obviously put in these guidelines 600 mm. Is there any point? You know, is it worth taking the risk for 600 at this point? Oh. No, it's just frustrating when you see cup finals and events elsewhere. Is, is there any point, Gordon? No. Andy, Andy asks the question. Do, I, would, do, I would just make them all ball boys, ball boys, and let them run about. I, I think it's worthless, Gordon. Look, first and foremost, safety for everybody is number one, right? Mm. We're not disagreeing with that, but let's be honest. You've stated a few facts there about five hundred people allowed in. We've got an extra hundred in that stadium. Where, okay, Brett Awards. You look at even the snooker. 
the crucible. Yeah, again, two no, again, right. These are test just, events, right? And, but we're now at the stage, Gordon. That's a token why, gesture for me. Uh, uh, we may not people. be able to answer this, but why hasn't there been any other test events up here? You know, the test events in England uh, have you know have been one, ongoing. I was at one against Roscoe. Yeah, Roscoe, but that was yeah. gone back a bit. But just now, and we're looking to come out. Of, uh, why couldn't one of these games have been a test event? I mean. They are questions that I guess only Whether it be Jason Leach or Scottish government officials Could answer, we did contact them That hasn't, there's not been a, a response yet in, in terms of someone who was able to help us Understand it and help explain it, maybe we will get that In due course But that that is the answer, it's 600 fans To the Scottish Cup final And I know there's a lot of widespread disappointment out there As a result of that But it's where we're at, thank you Andy Sorry it takes us up, I didn't realise that was the time already Thank you to Andy on the phone Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Did you hear last night's Beat the Pundit? Brilliant. Seriously. Yeah. Four years, <laughs> four long years, I've had the privilege of being here with these guys and speaking to you lot in the studio. And I, I thought I had seen it all on the show and on Beat the Pundit until last night, the first time ever. Caller comes on, gets the first question wrong. Gets the second question wrong Boom Hangs up the phone Bottles it completely Bottle crash Didn't want to face it anymore And that was it We tried to call him back We couldn't get in touch with him So see if you're listening out there And you think These guys have been unfair I didn't bottle it I got cut off Well You're going to have to call us And change your mind Because we've all decided Haven't we? Yeah, oh, yeah he's, he's a baller yeah. Crashed completely I, I wish I'd known who he was I would name him Jim Honestly I'd be round at his door I just couldn't help but think How it would have gone down If you two had been oh, in here Oh I'd have loved that <laughs> Oh I'd have loved that It was great So the first question Pass And then as soon as I finished The second question You know that <laughs> unmistakable noise Which went The wee click yeah, Gone yeah, This isn't for but, me yeah. But to be fair The poor lad in, Is it Derek and Tuesday He come on Got a nothing the last time David I think David And got a nothing On oh. Tuesday <laughs> Two nils So what we're trying to say is People out there You've not got a lot to live up to this week Right <laughs> 0141 Get your call in before 7 o'clock And you could be playing Beat the Pundit next Tackle the headlines 0141 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson just went for a quick lap Around Clyde Bank Shopping Centre But he is back to yeah. join Gordon DL In the studio for the second <laughs> hour of tonight's show <laughs> Uh, Watch lots, out, Silverburn. Still lots, <laughs> still lots to get through between now and eight o'clock. If you are just joining us, we kicked off looking back on some of the big talking points from last night, hearing from John Kennedy on Scott Brown and Stephen Gerrard on trying to go unbeaten. Uh, lots of you disappointed, angry, frustrated, whatever it, the word might be, about the decision to allow just 600 fans into Hamden for the Scottish Cup final. So if you've got any thoughts on them, please do keep them coming in. And what about the bottom of the table? Hamilton Aki's fans, barring a miracle, it will be relegation this season. How are you feeling? Pick up the phone and let us know. We will do this first. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. Okay, beat the pundit time. Paul is in Falkirk. Paul, I don't ask much of you, just promise you won't hang up the phone. I'll try my best. Good. See, even if you get none, Paul, because here's I'm going to be I'm going to do you a, a turn here. I've got your surname, Paul. I can see it on the screen. I will keep it to myself. Even if you get a zero, no one will ever know. Just don't hang up the phone, okay? <laughs> good, deal. good. There we go. He sounds in a good mood anyway, Paul. Yeah, but Paul, do you know what? Paul's last happy. night started. Don't be fooled. Last night started all happy and chipper as well. <laughs> yeah, we can always find a Paul in Falkirk. Uh, right? Did you know 
No. According to Black Arthur. DL is right up there. You, the pundits, have got an 11 game unbeaten run going here. Oh. I think Paul could be the man. I think Paul could be the man to end it. Heads, it will be Mark Wilson that Paul plays, and tails, it will be Gordon DL. Oh, it's heads. It's Mark Wilson. You know, he's the one. Oh! oh. Is, sometimes he's bottled gold. Yeah, yeah. Wait well, until she's a big red face. Pressure for the pundits. Come on. Don't you Definitely. hang up in the night, Paul. Right, here's the deal, Mark. I'm going to give you Clyde 2 in your ear. Yes, so that you can't hear the answers. Paul, 30 seconds on the clock. Answer as many questions right as you can. And as always, the secret if you don't know, just pass quickly and move on, okay? Okay. Right, let's go. 30 seconds and your time starts. Now Name either scorer For Dundee Against Wraith Rovers Last night Jordan McGee Name any Celtic player Who made their debut In 2021 Laxalt Who was the St Johnston manager Before Callum Davidson Tommy Dyke What team did Giovanni Van Bronckhurst Leave Rangers to join Barcelona Which manager Gave James Forrest His Celtic debut Pass. Name a club that Graham Alexander played for Preston Okay, okay Let's bring back Mark Wilson Mark, can you hear us? Yeah Same set of questions to you Okay 30 you're, seconds you're, on the clock What are you saying? Sorry over there He'll not get the first one No, no chance He'll start panic he, he ain't getting the first one Okay, I'm, I'm No, get a different tactic <laughs> If I stumble I'm just passing Passing Okay Ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 30 seconds starting now <sighs> Name either scorer for Dundee Against Wraith Rovers last night So Name any Celtic player who made their debut in 2021 uh, Montgomery Who was the St Johnston manager before Callum Davidson took over? Tommy Wright What team did Giovanni Van Bronckhurst leave Rangers for? Arsenal Which manager gave James Forrest his Celtic debut? Neil Lennon Name a club team that Graham Alexander played for Preston Who is St Mirren's top scorer this season? Um, Abika Oh no, McGrath! Oh no! Oh, that was going so well. Paul, how do you think that went? Paul swung up. Oh, yeah, I think he's maybe done maybe one. Do you know what? I thought Paul did all right. Yeah, he he did. That, that's the most confident I've heard you and beat the pundit. Composed. Have you been, yeah. Were you out running at the fort to clear your mind? No, Is was, that what it was? Yeah. Because I feel like he was a new man there. Because usually he lets you get under his skin. Yeah, yeah, I thought he handled that pressure really well. Because I must admit, when Paul hit me with Jordan McGee straight off the bat, I thought Paul knows his stuff, right? Jordan mm. McGee or. Osman so So Mark Wilson got it One all Name any Celtic player Who made their debut In 2021 You had the choice of Adam Montgomery As Mark got Or John Joe Kenny um, Paul I'm afraid Laxalt would have been uh, 2020 So Mark goes 2-1 in front But Paul wasn't going anywhere He knew that Tommy Wright Was the St Johnston manager But so did you Mark mm, Wilson So yeah, you're 3-2 in front Giovanni Van Bronckhurst left Rangers to join Arsenal first, Paul. You knew a bit about him, but Mark was too strong. 4-2. Would Paul say Barcelona? Yeah. <laughs> James Forrest's Celtic debut given to him by... Neil Lennon. Neil Lennon, Paul. It's 5-2 to Mark Wilson. You both got... Pre- and you both went Preston for Graham Alexander. You had, uh, no. Burnley, Preston, Luton or Scunthorpe. Oh, gone through. Yeah, so um, St Mirren's top scorer I feel like oh, docking McGrath. you one for that We talk about McGrath all the time I know I've scored last night as well Yeah he uh. did But it was a 6 for Mark And a 3 for Paul Paul It wasn't too bad You got 3 You didn't hang up the phone You were beaten by the better man As they say Hard lines well, Wilson though oh. I know, I know. <laughs> Shame. I know. I Listen Paul Hard luck You did well But sometimes You just can't have beat form like that Celtics Mark Wilson Often yeah. seen yeah. running round Shopping centres in Glasgow and the <laughs> yeah. West um, yeah. What's the local shopping centre in Falkirk, Paul? Where should he go next? 
Uh, the Howgate The Howgate There we go Get, get yourself up to the Howgate For put, a couple put, of laps Put no it thanks. in your calendar You'll have a running tour Of the shopping centre <laughs> Do you know what <laughs> no, 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 I'm not laughing at that Your joke wasn't that funny no, I'm right, laughing yeah. at something Far funnier right And I, for, I forgot about this to link, to link this in Have you seen The video Of the wee guy On the motorbike At the uh, fort yeah. <laughs> So someone's David Lees has just sent me To say Was Wilson chasing this guy By any chance <laughs> This doesn't really work On radio Gordon But I'll play it for yeah. you right Wait you yeah, see Mark Wilson Flying by in a I minute. I mean, I, w- I wasn't going that quick. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's exactly when I was running. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There yeah. we go. I'd love to know the story behind that because I think that might have been the same day. Imagine sitting there watching the world go by with a, a coffee or something. You see Mark Wilson running by at the fort, thinking, "Why is that maniac running?" And then talked straight away by a wee guy on a. I think a that guy's story may be uh, more entertaining than mine's. Yeah, because that was quite something. <laughs> yeah, I think there's every chance. The things right. you see at the fort, eh? Yeah, you run about, yeah. 01419511025. That's the phone number you need. Hamilton Aki's fans, this would be a good time to hear from you. I know it'll have been a, a difficult day. Maybe the dust has settled. You've gathered your thoughts. Um, pick up the phone. And let us know Because barring a miracle You will be relegated in 12th place in the Premiership It was a defeat at Ross County last night Kilmarnock getting a point of course against St Mirren Which means Hamilton on 30 points Kilmarnock on 33 With a game to go But the goal difference is massive Hamilton Aki's minus 31 And Kilmarnock minus 13 So you don't need me to dish out the arithmetic lesson Let's just say it would take something Outrageous More than outrageous um, so it certainly well, does look well. like it will be relegation. Um, let's go to the phones and bring in Ben. Ben's a big Hamilton Aki's fan. He also operates the only Aki's podcast as well. So he'll be well well versed on what's going on and how the fans are feeling. Ben, give us the sort of the emotional side of it if you like. How how, do, how does it feel when when you you hear the full time whistle and, and check the other scores last night? Um, gutted, just totally totally gutted. Um, I was keeping up with the scores anyway during the game, so we kind of knew it was going on, and the Kelly Sitman game was was mental. But sitting last night watching it and getting to the final few minutes, and your goalkeeper's handling the ball outside the box, and it just all turned into a bit of a shambles. And then as soon as that final whistle goes, mate, I, all the Aki's fans think we're just a bit a bit speechless. And usually for the podcast, we speak to fans after every single game, and I just I couldn't bring myself to do it. You just you don't know what to say. You don't know. Just absolutely gutted. I know the way this operates, Ben, because it's very easy for outsiders like us to say, "Ah, but come on, you had a good run in the top flight. You were punching above your weight. You've got a tiny budget, and you, you did so well." Plucky Hamilton, great survivors. Did any of that feel relevant to you at the moment? No, um, <laughs> I think that I I, I get. Where people come from when they say that But you can't look at it like that You can't We've been in the league for seven years And we've not progressed At all We came up as underdogs We came up wanting to stay in a division And for seven years We seem to just be happy Doing that We don't seem to have any aspirations To go any higher And that's a big thing That Aki's fans Aki's fans say to the club Is They just seem happy to finish And the best finish we can get is 10th They seem happy with that and we've not improved at all. We've not done anything to get a fan base back that's been dwindling ever since Alex Neal left. We don't seem to. We don't communicate with fans. We don't really communicate with the, the local community properly. We just find ourselves lost, Aki's fans. I've got no idea what's going on at the club right now. 
we have no idea the financial situation whatsoever at all. Because we know we're obviously going to get a lot less money in the championship. We don't know what's going on with the club. Nobody tells us it. And we're all we're asking is for a bit of communication. And this whole, um, or, you know, the smallest budgets and all that, we get the prize, we get part of the prize pot at the end of every year. And yet teams like Livingston or St Mirren or St Johnson or something who who just progress, you just progress year after year. Look at St Johnson this year. Look at Livy with David Martinfield. Like they seem to just constantly be getting better or at least improving some aspects of the club, and we don't, we don't do that. What what should be the, the aim then, Ben? Because you, you've mentioned some things that could be better. I'm sure there is an unavoidable truth to the fact that it is one of the smallest clubs with one of the smallest budgets. And again, you, you, you'll have heard this accusation many times along the lines of, what more do you want? You know, Be, be realistic. Tenth is about where, where you should be aiming. Why is that wrong? Because why why should we not improve and every other club does? Do you think Livio managed more than seven years in the top fleet? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I absolutely do. I don't see why MD would say they wouldn't. They're well run. They've got a good manager, a good squad. They make smart signings. <laughs> like I don't, I don't, I, I get what you're saying, but Ben, I totally understand your argument. The football side, uh, you're talking there about the financial side. Okay, we don't know what about Hamilton's mm-hmm. financials. Um, you know what their their, their situation. situation is, Gordon. But the one thing you know is there are guys in there that will make sure that Hamilton Aki's are are okay. They don't work in a massive budget, but they run a tight ship. They run a good club. Uh, they put money in now They lost a lot of money I think that's Ben's thought though Isn't it He wants to find out more about yeah, that Yeah through no fault of their own And there was guys there Prepared to dig deep And keep Hamilton mm. Narkies going So I think financially I think the club will be sound I totally understand Ben's disappointment And he's got a point When you look around And teams like Livingston And St Johnston Aren't on the greatest budgets as well And they're punching above their weight And getting to cup finals Ben's just looking for a wee bit of success But if you look at Hamilton over the last seven years in the Premier League, Gordon, that's a great, that's a great run for a club like that. Yeah, but I, I think that's, sure Ben's fault. Tr- that's Ben's point, though. He wants, he wants more. Wants to aim. Why, why not aim for progress? Anyone can can aim to progress, can they not? Oh uh, yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, but unfortunately, this year it's went wrong yeah. for them. Where's it gone wrong this year, Ben? And I appreciate you might be able to take us up to ten o'clock with that. But you know, if you were to pick out some some maybe key things that you think have made this season the one that. The, the, the great escape wasn't possible Well I mean like you said Where do I even start um, <laughs> There's so many things to choose from I mean you have to look at the management You have to look at people like Brian Rice um, Getting battered 8 now by Rangers Losing to Stranraer and Annan in the Cups It's just it's just not acceptable It's, it's not, I'm sorry um, You know we hear all the time About how nice a guy Brian Rice is And I've I've been lucky enough to meet Brian a few times and chat to him and he is a nice guy but his job is to win football matches that's his job and to me he's not done enough to warrant a new contract and that was the whole thing obviously four games left the club give him him and um, and Boozy a new contract and the fans are sitting here going why? like we, do, we don't see what they've done to warrant it you know And do you think that was the was the squad of players good enough to stay up Ben and, and it, it's a Sometimes a stupid question Because the league table Doesn't lie But I wonder how you Hamilton Aki's fans Are feeling about that Do you feel that This group of players Someone could have got More out of them Or is the group of players That was re- that was assembled Not good enough To stay in, in the division In your eyes 
part of both, mate. Part of both. I think we've got good players in the squad. I mean, the looks like the Ross Callahan, Akima Dolphin, Jamie Hamilton. Two of them, I don't think, will be with us next season. But you know, you look, you look at likes of that. But then you also look at the the people who get injured, and this is the big thing. We know we've had injury problems. We get fed that every week. You know, we're missing so many players from a squad, and yes, the players who were injured make that squad a lot stronger. But if we knew these players were out long term injuries, why is it we're not doing something to improve this, the the thin thin squad we had anyway? We had like I think I, I think at one point it was like nine first team players out, and at least seven of those nine get in that first team, and they're all out, and we do nothing in January or something to improve that. We bring one player in January, which is Bruce Anderson. The squad's already thin; we can see that, but we didn't do anything to improve that, and that's that's that's. One of the many things yeah. Mark I've seen this a million times with, with clubs There is always a split Between People in the media And, and the, the sort of fans that, that are going or Not going But paying their money every week and, and have that real emotional Interest Because It's easy for us to Do the generalisation thing And say well, you, you lose a lot of players every year And you've got a tiny budget And it's hard to recruit Ben is And other Aki's fans Are sort of fed up of that But that doesn't mean There won't be a bit of truth in it And I know that you guys Having played the game Or, or have, having been at clubs Will that's where your sympathy will come from because, you know, re- recruiting players on that budget in this market, yeah. and it maybe especially this season yeah. with everything that's going on, I'm, I'm sure it wasn't easy. That no, doesn't that mean you can't strive for more. But it, I'm sure it wasn't exactly. Easy. Uh, listen, I can understand Ben from a fan's point of view. They want more. They see smaller clubs getting to semi-finals and cup finals. But you're right, Gordon. This season, particularly attracting players to any club, very very difficult. But when you look back to to Hamilton squad at the start of season. And what they lost Probably in the region Of 14 players And having to Bring in A whole batch Of, of young kids And a, you know Attract different players Very very difficult And that's why I do sympathise with Brian Rice He did lose some of them Like Ben says To injury And you know Ben saying Didn't really replace them But if you look at The Hamilton hierarchy If you like Throughout the seven years They've been They've had these problems before But they've always got through it So maybe they just thought again Listen We will survive We don't need to pile a whole load of money Especially this year Into this Because mm. we have faith I don't think there's anything wrong With having faith In your manager Sometimes it doesn't work out Like Like this season But it's worked the previous seven And it's no comfort to Ben But that's maybe what You know the, the owners at Hamilton Thought this year Right thank you very much Ben It was nice to speak to you That's Ben Passionate Hamilton Ackies fan As you can hear You can also find Ben On his only Ackies podcast uh, We've also got David Who's a Hamilton Ackies fan He's given us a call We'll speak to him next We're going to take more of your calls and the full time teaser for the guys as well. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here. It's 0141 951 1025 on the phones. It's at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Let me quickly give you a teaser because we've got a lot Why? to get through tonight. Thank you to Mikey. And Mikey, you sent me a cracking question I had to make it a bit easier for these two They're too daft to handle the, the length of question that Mikey sent So here's what we're looking for Four players That's all I'm asking for tonight Four? Shows oh, how tough it is oh, no. Four players who are still playing Have got only one Scotland cap And have previously played for Celtic or Rangers So four players They are still active They've got one Scotland cap only and previously played for Celtic or Rangers. Scott Allen? No. Oh, Barry Mackay? Wow. 
Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Might, Thank look, you. might look stupid running around the fort when everyone else is doing their <laughs> shopping, but my goodness, this boy can quiz. Yeah. Speaking of which, a but, week a week tonight will be your last Thursday together. Oh, we have it. The season should we do it? Will yeah. we, do, oh, will no, we roll no, back to no. the old lockdown quiz? No. One more time. I enjoy no. it. One night only. Oh, I, enjoy I enjoy it. it. Listen, <laughs> like a bit of quizzing. I think we will. Yeah, more far us in the corner. <laughs> seven, seven to eight next week. I think yeah, we'll do it. The, the lockdown good. quiz returns no. for one Can't last time. Can't you get Barry Mackay all of a sudden? Yep. We're doing a lockdown. Yep, quiz. Bring it back. Bring it back. Any more? Well, there's only three you get, so it can't be that easy. Scott Bain. No. So I should say They're not at Celtic or Rangers oh, right, Anymore okay. either Not that that necessarily Makes much difference But just to Give you a wee clue Right we'll leave it there You're a quarter Of the way there We're about to speak to David On the line Keep your calls coming in Whether it's on Scottish Cup final allocations Games last night Unbeaten runs Whatever it may be Keep them coming Danny in Wilson please one. No He's <laughs> <laughs> just going to shout names <laughs> Throughout the show <laughs> Let's hear from Brian Rice What we've been through this season my boys have been fantastic. We've just not been good enough, you know. In vital matches, you know, losing by the odd goal, we've not really been rolled over apart from at Rangers, where you no know, documented problems going into the match. We've been competitive as we should be, and let's say we're just absolutely. De- I'm absolutely devastated tonight for everybody. It's very hard to explain, you know. We're used to being the, the underdogs. We're used to being the team that everybody says will go down, will go down. So eventually they've been proven right. Eventually, you know. So. We need to take it on the chin uh, and we need to regroup. We need to make sure that we're ready to go as soon as the new season kicks off. You know, it's, it's very raw at the minute. You know, it's, you know, it's, it's the worst feeling I've ever had in football. I've got to be on the pitch. I've, I've been involved in other things within football. But right now, it's, it's devastating. Devastating, says Brian Rice. David and Hamilton, how are you feeling? Yeah, pretty much gutted, but to be honest, we've seen it coming a long time ago. Um, the appointment of Brian Rice put the nail in the coffin straight away. We showed a lack of ambition from the board, and we just gave him too much time. He should have went long time ago. The renewal of the contract four games ago was just ridiculous. You should have been told, keep us up, keep your job, or you're out. And we should knew we were in the championship and started a fresh with a manager that wants to push the team along. It's the same platitudes every week, but what is he doing about it? It appears to be nothing he, he, Nothing changes Week in week out The players I think we've got A cracking team now. We've got some Cracking players there I just don't think The management Can deal with it I don't think They've got the tactics I don't know I mean <laughs> I was sitting watching The game with my son Last night And he's like ah, It's time for a, a, a Sub we knew When he was going to sub It's the same Routine every day, Every game It's just It's not right Let's but, talk about I, that Let's talk about that Contract thing David That's, that's a good point Um it's easy to be clever after the event, Gordon. Mm-hmm. We now have the benefit of hindsight. We know that Aki's will be relegated, and that, of course, makes the decision um, to give Brian Rice a new contract for fans like David. One that one that they can't understand, but we, you know we can't change that fact. We are we do have the benefit of hindsight, and it, 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 these things often can come back to bite you. Or, yeah, but or, I understand it. You do. Yeah, and and well, I think the reason's simple, Gordon. It'd not be easier to just take stock in the summer, though. Look, I'm not saying there's, you know, right and wrong way. I think what happened simply for me was, Hamilton looked at the situation, and the board must have known they were in real danger of getting relegated. And then what they've thought is, right, if Brian Rice can keep us up, brilliant. If we get down to the championship, who is the man that we want 
to try and bring us right back up. Mm-hmm. And I think that they thought Brian Rice. Now David's against that. Ben was sort of against that. That's their Hamilton Aki supporters. They've got their opinions on that. But I think the board decided Brian Rice is a guy. If we get if we stay up, great. If we get mm-hmm. relegated. We're sticking by our man. We want him to bounce right back. So we'll give him a new contract. That's the only thing I can see in that. I mean, David, again, I, I know I know you and, and Ben and all the other Aki's fans are sort of fed up of hearing about having this, the smallest budget or one of the smallest budgets. I, I do get that. But it, it does remain true. So I wonder if, you know, you're mentioning the, you say there's some cracking players there and you should get more out of them. Is it not... Is it not true that Aki's are in a position that say Kilmarnock are not where Kilmarnock can go and sign Kyle Lafferty and keep them up? Kilmarnock might well have gone down if they didn't manage to sign Kyle Lafferty. Aki's couldn't have signed Kyle Lafferty. Is that not always going to be a, a recurring difficulty? It is, but the recurring difficulty is that we have is that Hamilton isn't a club that players want to come to. So during the summer, we wait till most of the transfer um, stuff's been done and right at the very end we buy what's left. We then take a whole season to get them to be any good and train them up for the game. And then at the end of the season, the players that other teams want and they leave again and went back to square one. How do you avoid that then, David? If you're if you're saying that Hamilton's... A, did you say Hamilton's a club that people don't want to come to? Well, that's, I think that's... What do you do about that? It's a community club and we're there trying to help one another. And I get that ethos. I think that ethos is great. But part of that ethos... ethos Lacks ambition We're not selling ourselves To our players We're not, we're not saying We can do this You need to stay with us And we will push this forward They're just kind of like You know We're Hamilton What we're going to do And it's it's not right How do you feel it's about the, right. How do you feel about The championship next season David There's still some big clubs In there of course The likes of Well we don't know If Dundee are going to come up yet We'll find out But Inverness And it's not maybe as there's not as many big clubs as we've had in recent seasons due to some strange things that have happened in Scottish football, but would you be confident of bouncing back? No. I think we'll be the same as um, Dundee United and stuff like that. We're going to be down there for a few seasons. We're going to regroup. I don't think it's a straight bounce back up. No no way Brian Rice can... And what they should have done was, and that's what was, we're speaking about this at work today, we should maybe have taken a leaf out of Rangers' book and taken an ex-player who'd never had been a manager before and had something to prove as a manager. And maybe that drive would have pushed the team forward, rather than, at the time, <laughs> employing the man who was good enough to manage the team below us sitting in the league at the time, to be your manager. And we kept him. Who, who's that Brian Rice managed? Brian Rice was the assistant manager. The assistant. Marin- yeah, yeah, but he's never managed. The assistant manager's no. completely different. So... Basically, David, look, I'm not staying up for Brian Rice. I don't care who manages uh, Hamilton. You do, you're a Hamilton fan. But Brian Rice is that guy that you're talking about should have the desire and hunger to show his first job to be a manager. So you're saying bring an ex-player in. But Brian Rice was only assistant manager and everybody will tell you, completely different job. When you become your own man, that's when you thrive to be a better Person and manage a club and take a club forward. Unfortunately for Brian and Hamilton, it's not worked. But I go back to everybody wonders well, how did he get a new contract? For me, the board look at Brian Rice and think, well, rather than go and sack him and look for another manager to bring us from the championship up, they believe he's a guy. Now, that could be right or wrong. Yeah, Only that, time will that's tell. the thing, Mark. We now know that the Hamilton are going to be relegated. So it's perfectly understandable that fans like David would say, Wish we hadn't done that And that's not even to say, And David clearly is not 
Wanting to see Brian Rice continue as Hamilton manager But some people might But even just to sort of Take a decision on it in the in the summer I, I, Yeah, I thought it was quite unusual The timing of it But I've got to say I, I quite like it But it's a bit rich come from me When I'm not a Hamilton fan And I don't pay money to see them I quite like the... The, the fact faith. that a club yeah, Standing by their manager Especially in this day and age Where managers are sat Left, right and centre And very quickly But Daz is right I mean the, the board at Hamilton Obviously trusting Brian Rice Even though he's not been able To keep them in the league this year They, they believe he's a man To develop young players To sell on That's a model Get younger guys in Develop them Sell them on They've seen something in him and Boozy To give them new contracts And I quite like Even though it's been A failure this year they still show faith But again It's coming from me Who doesn't pay And I can understand What Ben and David uh, Issue With the whole thing is Right David Let's try and finish On a positive right Is that what, what, What's there That gives you hope For the future Well I, I think We'll The next few years Will be a regrouping thing And I think We'll, we'll be a, a Mid-table Championship team For the next few years before anything kicks off Because it's going to be Aki's have got a tradition of holding on to managers For longer than they should do So We'll keep Brian Rice there for two or three years Realise that he's not going to push us forward And it'll take that change of management Before there'll be any ambition And we'll be back up again Well David it's going to be an interesting journey Either way make sure you stay in touch It was nice to speak to you Okay buddy Cheers Good guys man. That was David in Hamilton Clearly disappointed As you can understand 01419511025 Any more on the teaser? I think Even I'm a good one I heard you saying it to Mark Yeah I forgot his name Who was it I said But I've got another one Ian Black Not still playing As you know Is he only one cap? Yeah oh. Who was his good one? He said Was it Who'd you say? Jason Cummins Jason Cummins Nah he's not on it either oh. Right okay We'll leave it there And uh, see <laughs> He does you every week See what we can get He reels you in Alright I was hoping For one of these John is a Hibs fan Will you be one of the 300 Hibs fans John that's the question <laughs> How are we doing James Good All right. thank you Good Right okay um, I'd love to be one of the 300 To, to be perfectly honest um, I was on last week In a wee chat with Jack Ross And I never thought I'd have been Phoning up Radio Clyde Two weeks in a row um, I think it's absolutely atrocious What the guys have been saying earlier um, The amount of tickets that we're given we're, we're going to be allowed 500 in anyway And to give us an extra 100 Is just embarrassing um, my, my first thoughts were when, when I got the email From Easter Road today Obviously season ticket holder um, Stating that we were getting 300 And to be decided Decide tomorrow exactly what we're going to do with them, what the split is. Well, I, I don't know your thoughts, but I, I, I think one of the biggest things in Scottish football is getting to a Scottish Cup final, win, lose, or draw. Mm-hmm. And the players, I think the, the tickets should be given to the players for the gift to their families um, mums, dads, um, children, wives, etc., and all the rest of it. Because a lot of these players will be coming to the twilight of their career, they might never get to a Cup final again. God, I waited nearly 100, 115 years to go and see Hibs win in a Scottish Cup. That's a great, that's a great point. That's a great point, John. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't grudge, you wouldn't grudge the players that you think that the number is so small that realistically, what's the point? And you'd rather see it go to, yeah, give them the players, let their, their wives and their kids go because these kids might never ever get to Hamden again uh, for to see their, their dads playing in a cup final. And I think the fairest thing would be is all Hibs fans to sort of 
email in the phone and, and give their thoughts on that. That's funny, John, because I, I, like I, like I like the sentiment. I was just going to ask the question: How many did, uh, tickets did the players get? And John stole my thunder. Uh, well done, John. And I totally agree. What a gesture that is from a supporter because he's right. As a player to get to a Scottish Cup final, and Mark will tell you, he sat and um, watched me the other night there and he was so impressed. Um, just to have your family there and be part of it is unbelievable because you might never ever get there again, Gordon. And just to have mm. your kids and whatever it may be, your your family there uh, cheering you on. And for 600, because you will look at that 600, if, if that's a case of 600 only, then the players... Are going to get tickets How many has got to be left For yeah. supporters What do you make of that Mark I think it's a brilliant suggestion uh, You know what I'm not as smart as Daz Or John Because I, n- I never even crossed my mind But as soon as John's brought that up I thought Yeah that is a great gesture It's such an occasion for the players um, And you know They have been privileged To, to play the sport this year uh, and, and be the exception To other people working But you know Football does bring An awful lot of joy to, to lots of people and, and these players the Hibs players let's take the Hibs players because Jones a Hibs fan have have gave a lot of joy to the Hibs fans this year I don't think they would grudge the actual players taking their kids yeah. and their families to celebrate such an occasion I suppose John because the alternative is that, that you know it does go to some sort of ballot or whatever and you can't even come close to finding a fair way can you with, when the numbers are so small no no, no. Definitely not And I know the feeling I had I'm well on in years anyway And the feeling I had Four or five years ago When we played the Rangers In the, the cup final we won it. It's the, the best feeling I've ever had And for, for a kid to go along And see their father doing it c- Could you imagine If it was yourself It was in that final And your dad Your dad won the cup And you're sitting in the house With your mum I, I, I just don't think It's right at all I think I think that the, the, the goodwill gesture Gesture Whatever you want to call it Should be That the Hibs fans Just say look Keep the tickets Give me the, give me the Jack Ross, the players, etc., etc. Give it to their families and make it a big family day out. And then, if and hopefully we do win the cup, the kids get down onto the park with their dads and they do what they would normally do mm-hmm. at a cup final. Well, that, that, that's just my thoughts on it. Anyway, guys. Very, very sensible. And John's mentioning, you know, the kind of when he saw the email come through today. See, on when we tweeted it from the mm. at Clyde SSB account, I, I think there was there was one guy in particular who it looked like he genuinely thought that we had a, a, a typo. He thought it, it was six thousand. And he was almost going to kind of like take the mickey as if to say, "Surely you mean six thousand But no, genuinely. The th- the thing is as well. So for fans, I get there will be some ultimate diehards here who would say, "Yeah, I want to be part of that." Mm-hmm. You know, six hundred or three hundred Tibbs fans or, or St Johnson fans. But you know, the whole part of going to a cup final is the atmosphere with your fellow supporters and being in a crowd that you're all celebrating something. If you're standing there in an yeah. empty stadium, two meters apart, does it feel the same? Don't know if it would. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Gordon. The the other thing about it is, I know there was talk about you know maybe can you move the final and all that sort of thing. And I think other venues had diff- different reasons. But you know, some people needing to protect their pitches or whatever mm-hmm. and, and couldn't facilitate. And is there also a side of this about if if the numbers are going to be so small anyway, make it a hand because for the players, you know, you you talk and particularly for. for for St Johnson Last time they won the cup It was at Celtic Park Yeah And I know it's empty I know it won't feel the same But if you're dealing with either A small number at Hamden Or a ever so slightly larger number At I don't know Pick a stadium Elsewhere Pitodry. 
He's well making it handen, and then the, the, the players at least feel like they got the showpiece. Unless you can get a real crowd in at Pataudry, right? We'll just use Pataudry. Pataudry, which by the way you can't, because I guess right. the, the, look at the decision today. It's the same mm. same government. Scot- it's a different part of the Scottish world. Scottish Cup final, last game of the season. Gordon has got to be for a player. It's everything about Hamden turning up, and yeah, the the cup finals about the atmosphere, the build up, but you're still turning up there. It's a national stadium. You're going out there And if you win it There'll be no greater feeling Fans will be sadly missed But I agree with, with you there Hamden John it's a great suggestion Have a good night It was nice to speak to you Yep you too Thanks guys Good man that was John mm. In Coke Bridge nice I like that jo- John nice seems guy. like a good nice sort guy. I like, I like John that. I've got, I've got, John you got a bit of time for, for John Yeah, yeah, yeah me as well yeah. Right Okay um, Hashtag <laughs> Just drop in a hashtag here yeah. <laughs> Hashtag for no time reason. for John Aye time for John uh, time for Daz and Mark to come up with the answers to this teaser, if you don't mind. Thank you to Mikey for sending it in. Four players who are still playing have got only one Scotland cap and previously played for Celtic or Rangers. Guys like Barry Mackay. You've got one of them. Any more? Is there a goalkeeper in there? Must be a goalie. No. Why do you always, always think there's a goalkeeper? Because I just think there's a goal. Usually you get a call up no, for a goalkeeper. No, 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 One no. game, he has no, a nightmare and he gets sacked. Um, Kevin Kyle? Oh no, he's got more than one cap, has he? Mm-hmm. He's also not still playing, so oh, I'm all over the place here. <laughs> 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 there he is. Mark Wilson then. Uh, well, funnily enough, well, was he on he it? He was on the original draft. Oh! Was that Wonder Did someone think it was still playing? No, no. I, I oh, changed right, okay. the question to oh, players that are only still playing. Until they seen you run about Sean Seller. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm right, struggling just now, Gordon. Struggling. Is it how many Celtic, how many ex-Rangers? Two of each. So Barry Mackay and one other for Rangers and two former Celtic da- Danny players. Wilson, I said, but that's not... No, no. Stop repeating Danny. It was wrong the first time. Well, it was wrong the second wrong time. Wrong the yeah. second time. Yeah. And th- no, this is the third time you've said it and it's still wrong. I'm just holding out hope for it. Right, I'll give you a bit of time to think and we'll speak to Dom in Pollock Shaw's next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Still time to get your calls in though on 0141-951-1025. You can tweet as well at Clyde SSB. Good response to this teaser. I knew this would get people going because... Well, quite frankly, the knowledge out there is a bit better than the knowledge in here. So we're looking for four players still active, still playing. They've only got one Scotland cap, one only, and have previously played for Celtic or Rangers. Before the break, you got Barry Mackay and no others. Let me tell you, (laughs) Colin Johnson's given me five, but I think it is only four. There's a common wrong, I think it is a wrong one on here. Um, Token Jester's got a couple. He's also got the other one that I think is wrong. Craig Meekles thrown in one correct answer. Mark Robson has got three of the four. Ooh. So you've only got Barry Mackay anymore. Uh, Paul Caddis. Brilliant. Yes, well my boy. And Gordon DL, you, <laughs> got, does. you got very excited during the break. You think you've got one. No, you've got to take them, Mick. Well, listen, if you've got the courage of your convictions, say it. No, I'm not saying that. I've set you up. Put the ball in the net. Well, you say it, come on. A mother will hear of mine just now. Tony what? No. (laughs) Nah, he is, he is. Is he? Yes! (laughs) Well done, He's on the list. Well done. One Scotland cap in 2016, played with Celtic, as you might have heard. Um, So, yes. That means you've only got one to get. Don't don't get it now. Don't get it now. I'll give you some help. 
right, I'll, I'll point out some wrong answers that mm. might yeah, just yeah, steer yeah, you in the right, right direction. Right, right, so right, lots right. of people, um, a couple that I just mentioned, have said Stuart Finlay, who ticks a lot of the boxes, but I, I, don't, I can't see a, a full Celtic appearance. No, I don't think no. he did. Um, no. Certainly in the websites that I've looked at, there may be others, but he that would rule him out. So I know he was at Celtic, Stuart Finlay, but I don't think there was a first team appearance. Mm. Um, apologies if I've missed some glorified friendly that people are counting as a, as an appearance. Um the other one that this is what this was the one that managed to prevent Mark from getting all four on Twitter. He went friend of the show Cammy Bell who Oh, I say goalkeeper. He, he ticks all those but but he's not still playing oh, anymore no, Cammy no, so there he is. That would be the one that rules him. Oh, that was a good unit. So uh, it's a Rangers player we're looking for. Yeah, ex Rangers. Well, former Rangers, yeah. Former Rangers, right. Okay. Right, let's bring in Let's bring in Dom Who is a Celtic fan And Pollock Shaw's Hi Dom Good evening uh, Mr Duncan I'll use your Sunday names to, For the avoidance of doubt oh, thank With Mr Bay earlier Yes Dom And uh, good evening Mark um, Yeah That's only the second time I've called Actually the last time was uh, you, you did sort out Briggs After this Mr Duncan Because I thought I was the first caller After you get the programme Extended the night We beat Serbia Oh was it brilliant I've got a lot to thank you for Dom That will oh. be a night I will never forget Mr Dom <laughs> Yeah well Somebody actually managed To record it And send it to me So I've got brilliant. it on the Good play. stuff <laughs> Good <laughs> What's bit, on your mind tonight then you, uh, It's a bit embarrassing You hear what your voice Actually sounds Not like But all. there you go uh, not to worry. Um, yeah, uh, just a couple of uh, kind of rather diverse points, if I may. Um, the, 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 I'll, I'll save the main one for a, a wee second, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, just Mr. Bell, um, I was watching you uh, perform uh, heroics in the nineteen eighty two Scottish Cup final the other night. Oh, I was yeah. watching that as well, Dom. I yeah. wasn't heroics. Yes, Mr. Dom, <laughs> carry on. It's a lovely wee touching header to somebody. I must have very delicate. I, I, I'm, very dis- I'm very disappointed you're not talking about my build up for the assist for the goal, Mr. Dom. They are showing the Scottish Cup classics, aren't they, on television? You watched it. You I, I can't believe are not it. As I, wasn't, I wasn't having them. Uh, Dom, I was not Number having this guy. On the back. Cause I can't remember him playing in the, you know, the latter stages of his career, I've seen, but. <laughs> Miller McLeish Had you in their pocket You were terrified well, Hold on a minute Where was Miller McLeish When I put in a fantastic ball And a tavernier It's like Oh Right And John McDonald Headered it in Where was Miller McLeish yeah? Did you not say There was one that It got fired up to him In the halfway line I'm not joking The two centre halves Were about 10 yards behind no, him not. And he was terrified And he just <laughs> Meekly headed the ball on, it on Flicked to it on to nobody And McLeish brought it I, down And I played I had no runners I was looking Set for up another attack For Aberdeen Ah John It was a different era Back then wasn't it Dom Keep sorry going. I know <laughs> yeah. No I didn't I get called that all the time Gordon Don't worry um, No I was just merely complimenting Mr Dale And the, the other aspects of his game you Thank know, you Mr early. Dom I appreciate those kind words <laughs> There's a first for everything um, uh, There's a joke in there about Where's the medal for that cup final But it's too uh-huh. soon It's too soon That's too soon <laughs> We didn't even touch on that Even I won't oh. go there we'll, we'll deal with it in a minute Dom what was your other point? Well, really, the, 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 the question about the, the, the 82 Cup final, very quickly, I hope, was it's a mystery that I've, I've been trying to solve for years. And poor Alec Miller, of course, that, that occasion when he was, he was about to like, tackle one of the Aberdeen players just before they scored a goal. And it's the strangest injury I've ever come across in my life. And I'm 60-odd now. And you know that one where he just leaps up into the air all of a sudden and then he collapses as if he's been shot? 
and he and then he goes off and then he kind of hobbles back on because it's to suit the two substitutes that you've allowed in those days had been used. And I'm just wondering, Mister Dale. Yes, Mister Dale. Do you actually know what caused that injury? Because it was a really strange thing. Yeah, I think it was uh, the swivel of the hips from Mark McGee that uh, caused that injury to Alec. I remember in the byline. In fact, I think Mark McGee crossed in track and scored. Correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was, I was a bit of a great bit of skill from the centre forward. Unfortunately, I took a wee twist in my knee. I had to go off, and Aberdeen took the advantage of. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> I was going to text you and say I don't see number nine on this pitch, <laughs> and that was the days they didn't even use subs, and he was subbed. No, Mark, they did use subs. There were two Mark subs. Did text me Sunday evening DL on BBC right now, and <laughs> I, I was far too busy to even entertain. What a wide audience! So you have no idea of you, right, Dom? I know you had a sort of up to date point if you like take it away but thanks for clarifying that Gordon <laughs> um, yeah and this is, I'm just throwing this into the mix I was actually going to phone up for a few weeks but I thought nah but Chris Wilder former Sheffield United manager now I know he didn't keep United in the Premier League Premier League I should say for as long as Eddie Howe kept Bournemouth in the Premier League but I kind of fancied him as a Celtic manager more from the point of view of I just feel his demeanour is really, really set up to be the Celtic manager, an old firm manager. And also, the style of play he uses, I thought, was quite innovative. Now, I know maybe as people say, you get found out using the kind of centre-backs as attackers and all that kind of thing. But I don't know, I just I felt there's something about him. But obviously, he's not been mentioned, mm-hmm. so I feel there's probably no chance. But I'd just be interested to hear, hear the opinions of the guys about that suggestion. Yeah, Thanks. I mean, it certainly looks like it is, and we've been saying this for weeks now, it's a matter of, when Eddie Howe and not if Eddie Howe now So mm. the, that that doesn't mean Dom or anyone else can't throw their names into the mix But that that's the reason that they're not being mentioned Because Celtic's focus has, has been Eddie Howe, is Eddie Howe And it looks like it's 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 there, it's getting there to be announced yeah, in, in due like course I don't know, thing, what, I Think about maybe six, eight weeks ago uh, You know, when names were getting mentioned Yeah, he would have been in the running Would that because have been one would have... Purely because of the style he played in his first season It was attractive And he, he was punching well above his weight in that league And he had success Obviously fell apart the, the second time round But um, yeah, his name was mentioned numerous occasions But you're right, Gordon It just looks like a matter of getting his game on Sunday uh, Or Saturday, should I say, out the way And then Eddie Howe should, you would think, be unveiled If not, then maybe Wilder will be back in the frame Come next week uh, thank you Dom It was great to hear from you That was Dom In Pollock Shaw's Taking us down memory lane Bringing us right mm. up to the current day You can't beat that Thank you very much To Dom I, I, I feel a bit bad Suggesting that They're cracking the joke right About the medal Because mm. I am totally on your side here And I don't say that very often mm. I love nothing more than to ridicule you As everybody knows But we put out a serious appeal On Tuesday evening Gordon DL's stupendous snout has tweeted in and it's now it's not very serious but <laughs> let's go back to being serious um, this is any updates on DL's medals you are concerned that you have accidentally mm. chucked out every medal that you ever won yeah for people who are just joining us and can't believe that yes th- that that is the case and we are we're appealing to the public If you're offered one At a cut pr- price deal If you work in the Recycling department Of North Lanarkshire Council a- Anything at all That you think can Lead us To reuniting Gordon mm. with his medal Not this sort of things uh, 30 years of graft And I mean graft Chasing fullbacks, Scoring goals Winning trophies This guy come in And mocked me Just started laughing <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I have I stood, I've stood side by side 
for years with this guy now, and all he done was see, mock me. See when he told me like that. <laughs> Can you it's not laughing? funny You should it's be ashamed certainly, of yourself It's certainly not funny But uh, I mean you've got to yeah, If you're not laughing you'd be crying <laughs> So I laugh for you And, you're, and now you're crying with laughter <laughs> It's when full circle I feel for you I feel for you I'll lend you some of mine if you want uh, Exactly yeah okay <laughs> Who are you blaming for it? Uh, anybody in particular? It's his no, fault no, I think no, we've got to go It's got to be his fault But the, the interesting thing I think we've we've created a monster in here on a Thursday night Because most people who were getting in touch with me in the last few days, it wasn't. They weren't concerned. They <laughs> weren't. They weren't offering help. No, they were just saying, "Are you being serious?" I'm like, "Yes, I'm deadly serious. It's not not a joking matter." Yeah. Um, hopefully they turn up. <laughs> what, what more can we do? What are you going to wear on your night's out? Yeah. Do you know you I'm going to double denim on Sunday for a day out. Oh, don't! But I think we'll, we'll, we'll get to this. Nah, I think we save this for the weekend. There are. There are plans oh, for for, wow. for us to try and mark the end of, of season in a social <sighs> gathering. You can't do much, can you? It'll only mm. be six of us. So, mm. um, but yeah, I, I'm interested to hear what you've got planned for this. Because, but, but, but we can deal with that over the weekend. Okay. I think you two need to turn your attentions to the teaser. I'm to the here, Matt. to the teaser. <laughs> you've got one more. So I'll give you the clue. He used to play for Rangers. He's got one Scotland cap, and he's still playing. I'm struggling big time. I have no chance. I think we're going to need possession and either. Nah, don't don't worry about that. Clue. We never get it for you. Right. Clue. His brother has also been capped for Scotland. His brother. Is that tumbleweed in here? His brother. His brother. No, the boy I had to follow, is it? Well, I was going to say, let's just say that his brother's Scotland career... You, <laughs> you were a bit overcritical of it. <laughs> he then pulled you up about it at Pataudry. Your backside collapsed and I you, you grovelled to him and you said, I pol- it, was, I, it was out of context, I'm really showed sorry. I the pecs and he, he backed down. Shinny. Andrew Shinny. Andrew Shinny, well done. We got there in the end. Played for Rangers a couple of times. One Scotland cap, still plays for Luton. No way. I wouldn't have got that Brilliant Well done Gordon Dale and Mark Wilson We are back tomorrow 6 o'clock It's Hugh Keevans And Motherwell and Scotland Defender Stephen O'Donnell Joining us tomorrow So we look forward to that And Callum Gallagher Is up next